getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons, episode 228. Wow, would you believe it? We're nearly five years old. Um, I am welcome. I'm joined uh, today by my my good sidekick, Kuna Hilsey, and actually, to be honest, my two other good mates who, who seem to be very very regular this season. We got Danish Gunnar Alex, and we got Capo uh, Dan. You need to change your Twitter to Capo Dan after what you did at the start of that North London derby. London is red. What you did, Dan, uh, at the start of that was absolutely brilliant. Dan, how are you doing? How's your voice? I know you had a bit of an infection and everything else, uh, but how are you doing? Yeah, he's he's coming back. He still feels a bit ropey, but I'm I'm getting back to well, ready to sing tomorrow night and probably ruin my voice again. But yeah, I'm I'm loving it at the moment. That was that was great for me. Um, everything everything that you want from the football came on Saturday. It did. And just to clarify, the instru- the, the it's a throat or lung or ear infection. Nothing. Nothing else. No. Yeah. No, nothing. Nothing else there. Just a just a chest. <laughs> <laughs> My it's my one one female fan that I might have on Twitter somewhere. Yeah, it's just a gesture. But <laughs> Alex, how you doing, mate? It seems like Good. I've only seen you here a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm still busting from the from the game and everything. Um, yeah, still on cloud nine. Um, voice is coming back slowly, um, but yeah, I'm still busting. Right, and uh, the man in charge of the comments tonight, I'm not even touching them. I'm not going to do anything, but you need to highlight comments you want me to talk about. I'll star them and I can I can see the starred ones. Uh, Gunnar Hilsey, Trev, you couldn't make it because you were on a plane back from from Corfu, so you had to watch it uh, after the event. That must be difficult, Trev, for you. I, I can't talk, Fergus, at the moment. I can't talk to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've you've not paid me me two jelly babies and a cola and a cola. Move on, so. move on. <laughs> I'm not getting into I'm not getting into that fight, mate. That that's oh. for other people to talk and discuss. That's it's that's, that's not a fight. Me. It's everyone to their own, Ferguson. I'm just making light of something that people have started going in heavy about. You Absolutely, know, you know what? That, that that that's perfectly justified. So now that we've talked about that, one jelly baby and a cola bottle. No, no we, we've got a we've got a treat for you. Alex has brought some Nordic food for you, which we'll talk about afterwards, and that's yeah, your treat right. as payment. Yeah, listen, um, I would have gone to the derby, although I've not gone to many games this season. I would have gone to the derby, but I forgot about the Europa League kicking in, and I was sure they'd move it to Sunday. But I was up in the air flying, and uh, even the captain of the plane wouldn't find out the score for me. So as soon as the wheels touched the tarmac back at um, back at Luton Airport, my phone was on. And uh, and then the big smile come across my face, and the missus knew that she was going to have a, a nice drive home instead of a really horrible drive home nah. as well. Um, this isn't your car, is it? No, that's uh, a, a, I know a, who. A, a gentleman called David's car, and uh, massive <laughs> Arsenal fan. Love it. I, 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 I know. I'd love I, to go. I know to it. Wouldn't you, Fergus? I'd love to have a ten minute zoom around in that one day with him, eh? The stories we could tell, it'll be a lovely drive. Yeah. To be honest, to be honest, um, it, that was on front of our Uber on the um, 
on the way down on the M11 when we were down to the game in the morning, Dave was was in front of us, Dave Skates. I, I've met Dave a couple of times in around like the, the Highbury, Emirates, sort of um, that Drayton Park area. And I remember he came along and said, do you want to jump in? He's played a bit of ska music and oh, it's absolutely brilliant. I didn't because there was a couple of them in there and they're all smoking and everything. I just said, no, I'm all right. I was, I was with some other people. But yeah, as you say, some stories you'd have there. Yeah. Um, Is that open top? Look, no, 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 no. It's just, oh, just a picture. I'd love, to, I'd love to sing out of that, stand up and sing along the, uh, you, on the Just go, go around all the pups. You'd yeah, have to you're be that high anyway. You can stand up and sing it yeah. anyway. <laughs> You'd have to be very loud, Dan, to sing over the top of the sound system that's in the back end of that, let me tell you. <laughs> I'll give it a go. So, so Alex, um, I suppose we'll talk about the build-up of the game. We, we met up with Dan uh, about 10 down the tolly, but before that, I went and got my COVID jab, my fourth one, just because I, I, I wanted to make sure I could go into Holland easy and everything else because they've got some rules about when you go over there. But um, had me COVID jab. You and your dad were here, and then uh, young Luke came around and met us, and we went up and had uh, we had a big breakfast. A and very big one, yeah. Talk to us about what it felt like doing a Northland derby, London style. Yeah, it was special. I've done a couple of North London derbies before, but it was special because it was the first time I did it with uh, with my dad. So yeah, that was extra special, and um, you could just feel it as soon as as soon as um, we woke up and just in the cafe as well having breakfast. People were, oh, what do you think the result is going to be? And every everyone knew what was going on um, that day. Everyone knew that the, it was the North London derby. Um, so yeah, it was just extra special being there. Um, and then with, of course, you and my dad as well. Um, yeah, that was just, it was really nice, yeah. And uh, the, 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 I had um, the audio from, there was like two minutes or whatever, audio of, of us uh, singing um, Ekin, Hate Tottenham, all of that <laughs> one from, uh, with, like, I was up at six o'clock in the morning and <laughs> your dad said, I heard that about half past six. He woke up to Ekin, Hate Tottenham, Hate <laughs> Tottenham. <laughs> So yeah, it was it was it was it yeah. was really good. It, it was um, a bit it was a bit unfortunate with the plane. We we uh, we had a delay, so we Fergus was very nice. He picked us up in like one o'clock in in the night. Um, he picked us up at Stansted. So it was a it was a late night. Didn't have much sleep. Um, but yeah, when we look back, I'm I'm happy about the result because otherwise it would have been a a bit of a shit trip. <laughs> Yeah, well, technically speaking, we started drinking at half past one in the morning. So I think we've done quite yeah. well to last through till half past 11 the following day. Yeah. And Dan, Dan, you joined us at, at the Tolly. Um, it was okay. The, the atmosphere in the Tolly was quite good. It, it was it was um, quite crammed in that, that closed area. But uh, we, we got we got some songs going, in particular the... Oh, up the arse for... Oh. <laughs> so yeah. that was quite funny. No, we had we had a few. Obviously, being an early kickoff, a bit of a slow start with the atmosphere, and yeah, you know, I'm not a fan of the early kickoff just for that reason. That you know, when you get a three o'clock kickoff or a late kickoff, people get going for a bit more in the pubs. But um, North London derby, you got to be you got to be ready for that, whatever time of the day it is. Yeah, no, de- definitely. But we went to the stadium. We went to the stadium just before, just after eleven o'clock, and they had a special offer on. So, like you know. We availed. We make sure we stockpiled. <laughs> you can tell Trev wasn't there because the, you know there'd be no beers, and you know Trev would be standing in the corner drunk and yeah. everything else. What do we call See, that, Trev... that kind of parking? <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's 20, 20 times parking. That's called a multi-story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, 
it's uh, I'm a bit gutted that I can't join in with this conversation because I wasn't there. But I I know been to so many, and and I love to see you youngsters getting excited about the North London derby because. No matter what anyone tells you, it's the it's the biggest derby in the country, right? And uh, you know, a, a funny story. I mean, I went to school in Tottenham. You know, I went to school in Tottenham, and it was the build up to the North London derby was horrendous for me. I was in a school with ninety five percent support with Tottenham, and if we lost, I used to have to bunk off for a week afterwards. I didn't go to school. I used to. I used to dodge it and then just forge me mum's signature on a letter the following I, week. I, I thought we were more successful than that in that era because, like, you know, if you... I, you must have bunked off a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when, when I was 16 in the 90s, it was... Uh, yeah. It was a good period for us. 1890s. All <laughs> yeah. oh, right, move on, boring boy. Right, listen, so Trev, this is one we can ask you. Uh, the atmosphere uh, that we built up in the stadium before, and we'll go into what Capo, Dan and myself, but mostly Dan and some of the other lads did in Block 5, Block 6. Uh, but did the atmosphere come across on the TV? That, and, and you know what it's like. You're there generally every, every North, most games, home and away. So you know what the atmosphere is like. Did it come across as more electric, or did it just come across like a sounded? Did we sound up for it? No, it's, it was. It sounded a great atmosphere, to be honest with you, mate. I um, I, I obviously I didn't watch the game live, but I watched it back as soon as I got home. I watched the full game. I don't like watching the the highlights first up. I watched the full game, and uh, you could tell that the, the the fans were up for it. And then the reason the fans are are up for it more than they've been in recent years, Fergie, is that. The players are up for it more. You know what I mean? And so the players been up for it. They're, they're, they're going to lift the fans. And then the fans get more up for it and they lift the players some more. And it, it really looked the biggest change for me about Arsenal on on, on Saturday was <clears throat> we looked like a team. We didn't look like a, 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 a squad of 11 players, 11 players playing on the field. We were just one team playing as a team. You could see they were all getting on and they all want to play for each other. It was an amazing performance. One of the best performances I've seen in a North London derby for a long time. You, you've got the so-called greatest striker that England's ever had playing up front. Didn't get a sniff. And if you get a chance, boys, I'll, I'll shut up in a minute, folks, but if you get a chance, I think it was in about the 61st minute, right? Tottenham put a ball over the top and there's Saliba next to Kane, right? And that's they're both going to chase the ball. Saliba turned around, didn't even break stride. Didn't even break stride. Left the so-called best striker in England in his wake and, and played the ball like, like that he wasn't under a challenge. It, it really was a superb Arsenal performance. I'm so excited. Every week I seem to get more excited about this season. So overdue, you know. So overdue. And and we got now we've got Liverpool coming up this weekend. It's a it's a massive game now, Liverpool, this weekend. To follow it is up. huge. You, 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 and that's it. We've watched Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Thank you very much. Uh, that's the show over. You've gone straight right through the whole thing. The only thing you missed out was Bodo in the middle. Um, we're still on pre-match, uh, Trev. And <laughs> I, I, I remember, I, I remember I'm last sorry. week. Well, yeah, I know, I know. And, and to be honest, last week you came along and says it's the first time in a long time that you felt confident that every player on that pitch knew exactly what it meant to play this game. And I think that translated into 
definitely me and, and Dan and, and, and Alex, um, but every other player that uh, every other um, oh, felt like players, every every other fan that went to the game, um, and that resonated with me. And I mentioned it to a few people uh, uh, before the game. But inside the stadium, we got in early. As you saw, we had lots of beers. Uh, there was. Dan's in the middle somewhere there. And it's not him who lets off the smoke bomb. <laughs> we'll talk about the TIFO and the display shortly, but this, this is like the build-up before the game. And apologies, children. You can take you can take the accountant out of. <laughs> that was on for it. Do you know what? This is um, the only game still where. My mum, bless her, still messages me every single time and says, let me know you've got home safe. I know how much you hate Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> I just, no, I've never liked them. I don't, I, I barely like the fans. I've got one mate who's a Spurs fan I'll get on with. The rest of them, honestly, I've never really met any. I like, I don't like the fans. I don't like the club. I don't like the players. I don't like anything about them. And we battered them. Brilliant. <laughs> Love it. So there was a couple of displays. There was the, the the red action London is red. That was funded by Arsenal Football Club. Uh, they paid for that uh, to be on the North Bank. Fantastic flag. Um, really, really well displayed and everything else. And Raymond and, and, and the guys in red action do a great job to get that going. Uh, but we also had at the opposite end, we had um, Ashburton Army started by 16-year-olds, now 21-year-olds, self-funded, raised four grand to make these two banners themselves and also all the flags. Yes, they get the permission from the club and yes, they're allowed to get in to set it up, but this is all self-funded. And I think what they've done uh, was absolutely fantastic. Trevor, it, it, it came across on the TV, like they're just the, the whole siege mentality and uh, and, 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 and what, the, what the lad's done there. What were your it's, thoughts? Ferg, it's exactly what Emirates Stadium has been crying out for since we moved in in 2006. Many of us have tried to get the atmosphere lifted. Some occasionally we get it up there, but not on a continuous basis. And and them Ashburn Army boys, you got to praise them. I've seen people moaning about them, but you moan we haven't got an atmosphere. Then you moan when we get all these young kids that, that create an atmosphere. These young kids, the Ashburn Army, now they've come about four generations too late. They have. We've gone for a few generations with not having it. The youngsters there lifting it and. Now they've all got together. I'm, I'm so proud of them. And long may they continue to do it as well. Long may they continue to do it. And I'm more than happy to stick a few quid in their pot when they need it, mate. More than happy. Wonderful atmosphere. Wonderful atmosphere. Dan, with the, the red action, okay, they, they, they're uh, uh, like Ashburton Army, recognised by uh, the club. Would you like to see red action do more in the North Bank? Um, but I, the flags are great. Um would would you like to see a little bit more? I don't know. 
not necessarily as lively as the young lads down there because there's quite a, a lot of old fogies in there as well. But would you like to see a little bit more done in there? Easy. I'd quite like to see exactly what they're doing in I'm the Docking Up in the North Bank, to be honest with you. Um, I think there's been a noticeable change in the type and sort of demographic of the crowd in and around the Emirates the last couple of years. Um, all for it, if it means getting behind the club and creating an atmosphere. And sort of by that, I mean, I think we're moving on the sort of Paul Tambridge Brigade, as they say, um, and getting rid of that reputation and getting a reputation back for real fans being in the, in the ground that want to just get behind the team, whether it's a win, lose or draw. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, let's let's look at the game then. So um, the starting eleven that we had, we had Ramsdale and goal, White, Saliba, Gabriel, and Zinchenko as a back four. Party and Shaq as our centre pairing. Then we had Saka, Odegaard, uh, Martelli, and Jesus. Um, Alex, is this um, our best starting eleven? And were you pleased with that starting eleven as it as it came out? Yeah, I was very pleased. I think we can all agree that this is our strongest starting eleven. Um, I mean, there's Sinchenko and Tierney, but I still think Sinchenko offers a bit more offensively and allows Shaka as well to excel more. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was happy that when I saw um, all the players were available as well, because some of them had a few niggles and stuff um, towards the game. Uh, but yeah, I was very happy when I saw the starting eleven, and yeah, it gave me loads of confidence as well uh, when I saw it because I knew when everyone was ready, um, I was pretty sure we were going to uh, win it when I saw saw the starting eleven. Dan, um, uh, Alex mentioned Sinchenko and Tierney, and I'll go to Trev on the same point as well. And you can you can fatten out on the, the starting eleven as well if you little bit wish. Um but Zinchenko over Tierney. Tierney seems to be better defensively and seems to hold a position in the left back more. We said on Saturday where we stand we can watch that position quite clearly, especially in the first half. And there was a few times where Charleston was getting over into that area. And Zinchenko does vacate that sort of left quarter to tuck into where Shaq is to allow Shaka to go forward. Um are you comfortable with that, Dan? And then Trev, what was your thoughts? I think it's a tactical change depending on who plays. And I don't really, on, on him vacating that position, I don't think it really matters because if he doesn't play and Zinchenko play, um, in Tierney plays, I feel like the space changes to the other side. When you, when you see Zinchenko play, he comes inside and Gabriel Martinelli will, will stay wide. When Tierney plays, Tierney will play wide, Martinelli will come in central and Jack will drop into that space. And the same spaces are occupied no matter who plays. They're just in different positions. Okay. So for me, I think it makes, it's just the way that we are set up to play. We are a team that's going to be on the front foot and going to push forward. We are going to be very, very set in the positions that we take up on the pitch and, and the patterns of play that we have. Um, but it's working. So if it's not broke, don't fix it. Trev, your thoughts? Excuse and Nancy's me. as well, of course. Nancy's yeah, as well. I think it's unfair on the people on the bench to say that that was our best 11 because I think the people that we've got on the bench would would not see our side weakened when they come on. Tierney for Fertzinchenko isn't weakening the side. Tommy Asley for White isn't weakening the side. I don't think Vieira for Odegaard is weakening the side from what I've been seeing. So it's the squad and that's a lovely thing to say, isn't it? We've got a squad that are all worthy of a first-team place that are going to have to battle for it. And... Uh, 
and Arteta is going to have to have to play as he feels fit, like Dan just said. So no, I'm I'm absolutely over the moon with it, and I can honestly say I know I'm biased, right? I know I'm biased. I say this with a smirk on my face, but watching that game on Saturday, right? There is not one Arsenal player that I'd swap for a Tottenham player from that from them starting 11s. Not a chance. Go from one to 11 and tell me a Tottenham player that you'd change. You wouldn't change Kane for Jesus. No, he's, he's not. He's nowhere near it. You know, it, it's just uh, I, I couldn't put, I couldn't put one of them Tottenham players in that Arsenal side and think I'd strengthened it. And on, on the starting 11, is 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 this? Our best starting eleven, then? <laughs> no. Yeah. Go on, Trev. <laughs> it's 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 one of our better starting 11s, But I'm not. I won't insult the, the 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 likes of the people that sit on the bench by saying that's our best. That was our best for Saturday. Now come this weekend, come Sunday, he might think that it's better off putting, you know, um. Putting Tierney in Zinchenko, who knows? And he won't feel this week. Okay, okay. Let, 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 let me reword it another way. If you were given an, the option on Sunday to start Tommy Asu or Ben White at right back, who would you choose? Who do you think is in the best vein of form right now? Tommy Asu. Do you know why I said that? <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? I've, I've got White down with, on my notes here with a star against his name because... People are starting to realise now, and we said it on here a good few weeks ago, but people are starting to see now just what a class act we've got in young Ben White, you know. Playing it at, well, playing what was our position, which is now rapidly becoming his position, I reckon. You know, he's not put a foot wrong, has he? He's, and a confident young man. And what we've lacked, what we've lacked in the past is he's got a massive pair of nuts on him, you know, and he does not give a damn who he upsets or what he does. He plays for the badge, nothing else, and it's wonderful to see. I, I think he also, I think he also went up in an awful lot of Arsenal uh, fans' uh, admiration when he got substituted and he didn't come across the pitch to come straight off. He decided to take the shortest route off the pitch because that's the rules and walked straight past the Spurs fans. Well done, Ben White. Good morning, yeah. <laughs> and let them know what the score yeah, was as well. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, yeah. A bit like the walk. Look. Look Look at the opening 20 minutes. It was all pressure uh, from Arsenal. And then we saw this. Let me bring this up. Let me just bring this up. I'm going to... Listen, I have to be really careful. I've already been closed under my Twitter account once, Facebook account once, because they're all over this game with um, with with video. But let's... This is a seven-second clip, so it's got to start and freeze, and then we'll go. So it's the party's goal. Here we go. Oh! So good, so good. We had to watch it three times. We are at the far end, lads. Uh, we're all together in, in obviously separate seats. Yeah, uh, they're all, all together in separate seats in, in, in block six, we'll say, just to get ourselves out of trouble. Um, we're, we're in the North Bank in the, in the corner and uh, we just saw this missile going back in the back of the net and it just went mental. Alex, first time North Bank in a North London derby witnessing yeah. that chaos. 
Have you got many bruises still? I think I fell down three rows or something like that. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I almost missed the goal, but I didn't miss the celebration. <laughs> it was just a rocket. And yeah, I, we just kissed and hugged everyone around us. It was amazing, yeah. It, it is absolutely nuts. You get into some sort of weird stuff that you would never do under normal circumstances with yeah. other males. You know, you know what I mean? I, but, I, uh, yeah, wouldn't have got it in the clock end up, that's for sure. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, so, Dan, what did you make of the goal? Uh, he's done it um, time and time again for Atletico. Uh, we've not seen it at the Arsenal. Uh, and that is the first time we've seen it at the Arsenal. Thoughts on the goal and, you know, his overall performance, actually, as well. He's um, he's becoming, for me, the most key player in that team. And we, we've just got to keep him fit. I think an awful lot of what he does goes unseen and, and I think still underrated. And I think I've, I've said this a few months ago that he is, in my opinion, one of the best technical players that we've got in the squad um, that can take the ball in very tight areas, keep calm and just keep the, the play ticking over. And um, yeah, if, if he gets injured, we don't have anyone like him to replace him, I think, at this moment. But the goal, the goal was a fantastic strike. I think when you see it from different angles of his body position, his, his balance to take the strike and just curl it sort of outside the post back in again. Um, I just remember seeing it hit the back of the net. That, that's all I saw. I saw the net go and, and just wasn't expected to go in. Obviously, we've seen a lot of his strikes have sort of flown over the bar and maybe he's finally found his range. So uh, let's, let's hope he keeps going like that. If I'm honest, I just heard this wave of noise coming from the clock end, saw the back of the net flutter. Then it, it was like a tsunami. It just got... And then it's it's everywhere. And then there's people all over you. And it's like, Jesus. And I, I, I remember, uh, I think it was the 4-2 the, the, the or the 5-2. And I, like you, Alex, went two or three rows. And I just saw like red, blonde hair, red face, somebody's shoes. And it's just like, it's a tumble. It's just like, but it, it's just unreal. Uh, Trev, your thoughts on the goal, thoughts on the player, um, you know, the, the, there is questions over the player's fitness. There's questions over some other stuff with the player. Uh, and there's questions, some people are saying that maybe we cut our losses and get a, cash in and get a better a better alternative. Yeah, well, that made me laugh. We've got to wrap that lad party up in cotton wool, right? And let him out to do his business thing. Get him off the field as quick as we can and wrap him up again. Because he, he has become... The key, the, the the key cog in the middle of all of them, you know. He's just he purrs that goal. It was a side foot, you know. He didn't he didn't put his laces for it. Side foot, plenty of curl on it, and oh my lord, what a goal it was! eh? and what a game to get it in. And it's worth mentioning, right? It's worth mentioning, and and I'm not saying that it's all to do with him, but the reason we've now got a midfield partner called Granite Xhaka that's going up and down, up and down, up and down the field, getting in everywhere, putting his foot in everywhere, getting forward, getting back, getting left, getting right. It's because, it's because, partly because we've got a Thomas Party playing alongside him, right, that gives him that freedom to roam. We've not had that. Party is key in so many ways. Can't disagree with anything the boys have said. He, he is the main man at the moment. In a team of main men, I might add. Um. Another topic that came out from after that first goal, so Thomas Partey scores the goal. Everyone goes nuts. We're all going uh, absolutely mad. I can't show the video clip that I was going to show, which included that goal. But here's a steal from it. 
And it's this man, Granite Shaka. He brings everybody into a horseshoe. He come along, get, tells everybody, get your head together. We, and and we, we go again, we go again, we go again. We will talk more about Granite Shaka with his goal. But at that moment, Trev, at that moment, the way he's taken control, I know he chucked the armband. I know all that stuff that we, we talked about. And we talked about before on, on, on uh, Twitter and Facebook, we put up about the retribution of the man. But the guy looking at the All or Nothing documentary and seeing this and taking some of those blinkers off that maybe I had, the guy is clearly a natural leader. Look, mate, right? Fergus, you and me, right? When it happened, we went in on part, on, on Granite Xhaka, didn't we? Not as heavy mm-hmm. as, as most. We, we weren't ranting and raging about it, but we didn't hide the fact that he'd upset us. And I think we were right to feel like that. Fans had every right to feel that way after that episode, right? Every right to have the ump. But we've all we're all grown men. You know, people do change, people do 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 mature, people do change their ways. And and now we can't do anything other than but get behind Granite Xhaka. Because Granite Xhaka is purring this season. He's absolutely purring. His work rate, his his passing, his tackling, is is getting forward into the box to make that final pass. How many got? I don't know how many assists he's got this year, but it's it's a few, you know. So we we've got to we've got to say we move on from the episodes of three years ago. We 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 move forward to where we are now, and we all support Granite Xhaka because we all support the Arsenal. It's as simple as that. We all support the Arsenal, and we all support players that play for the Arsenal. So there we go. For me, he's got my full support, and you won't hear another bad word about him from me. What was that? Uh, likewise. Uh, <laughs> that uh, he's going home. <laughs> he's going. It's my brother, <laughs> and and the lads will get that from our drunken uh, thing when we're outside his house. He was he was trying to go home, and then he was trying to come back again, and then he's gone home, and we just sang songs. We're drunk. That's what we do. Anyway, back back to where we were, Granite Shaka. Um, the goal. Uh, the the after the, that goal, then Dan, we had this issue with. Um, uh, it wasn't long afterwards. I think it was about five or ten minutes afterwards. This, this tackle from. Um, no, that was that late. That was later. Yeah, that was. Oh, that, sorry. Was yeah, 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 yeah. So, so there was the penalty. Sorry, we'll, we'll, penalty, we'll, yeah. there was the penalty. The penalty. Now, where I was standing, I looked and I thought, watching it live, inebriated, but watching it live, um, I didn't think there was much in it. But everyone around me went, clear penalty. I've seen it since, and it is a clear penalty. But it did feel a little bit soft, Dan, didn't it? Uh, I would say at that point, for me, it was Stonewall. Um, That's why I didn't really make too many comments about it. As soon as 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 he went down and you saw where the contact was... um, Clear penalty, but look, it's a it's a mistake. When you've got a young team, teams they're going to make mistakes. When they're playing in defence or in goal, every mistake gets highlighted, um, and it's just it's a mistake from a, a lad that's still learning. But yeah, for me, for me, clear penalty. Alex, thoughts on on the penalty and 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 the the obviously clearly the outcome of the penalty was Harry Kane uh, went straight down the middle, and Harry mm. Kane has trained and played with Aaron Ramsdale in the English squad. He normally goes left or right, but on this occasion, he goes down the middle. So, thoughts on the penalty and, and how it was taken? I think it was a situation where no one really took responsibility because um, I think first it was Saliba who should have cleared it 
then Shaka should have cleared it. And then, of course, uh, Gabriel uh, came in with the tackle. Um, so it was just, yeah, somebody just, just should have just kicked it away and cleared it, um, which resulted in the penalty. Uh, but yeah, I think no one was ever in doubt that he was going to score Kane. He always scores uh, his penalties and he always scores penalties against Arsenal as well. Um, and yeah, I think he, he just scored a penalty uh, where he went right up the corner uh, for England before. So, of course, Ramsdale, he had to go early uh, to cover the corner and then he started it down the middle. Um, yeah, he's just, he's good at penalties. Um, yeah, nothing more to say. And Trevor. <laughs> the off. dog's got the better of him. Like <laughs> <laughs> the dog off the TV remote. Get out of here. <laughs> Don't speak to Donna that way. That's not nice to speak to your wife that way. <laughs> For people on the audio, it's his dog. His dog is out of control at the minute. Um, <laughs> there we go. There's Nancy. <laughs> She's a knob. <laughs> oh, dear. So, Trevor, what, what did you make of conceding the penalty in the first bit defensively? Uh, how it went, when it, how it went down, etc. And then the the reaction there afterwards. Yeah, it was. You, when, when it's Tottenham, you're always looking to say that he dived or it wasn't a penalty because the front three of Tottenham are all in that mould, aren't they? You know, Richarlison, Son, and Kane, they'll all go down at the touch of a feather, but. We've got to be, you've got to be honest about it and say it looked a penalty. It was a penalty, wasn't it? You know, um, was it Gabriel gave it away, wasn't it? Yeah, Gabriel. Gabriel's yeah. a bit prone to that, but we can't, we've got to forgive him for that. It was a penalty. Kane took it and so he scored another goal, but another penalty. And uh, that's it. That's all the relevance it had to me, really. I knew, I still knew we were going to win the game. So, you know, that's it. And ex- excluding that point, then uh, for the, the, the next five or ten minutes, uh, Tottenham looked like they were in a bit of an ascendancy. Richarlison was getting into those spaces. The ones I was talking about that um, Zinchenko was further up the pitch for. He was, they, were, they were picking out the Gabriel Zinchenko sort of side of the pitch, that, that, that corner of the pitch. And they looked like they were getting at us, but it was only for about ten minutes. We regained control, went into, into the halftime break at 1-1. And that was it for Tottenham, really, wasn't it? That, was that their only spell that you saw them actually turning up? I think it's just because they finally came out their own box. That's probably why it looked like they had a bit of a spell, if I'm totally honest with you. Um, they had a couple of big chances. I think the one from the set piece was probably one of their biggest chances. Other than that, they, they did what we all know that they do. They're a little side and they set up like a little side. They sit back and they try and counter and that's all they've got. They've got a manager who's supposed to be one of the best sort of world-class managers in the world. He's been going on his conferences about how he can teach people about football. We need to teach them to play football to start, to start with. Uh, it's just boring. It's very football, true. Boring club. Um, fine, they're in the Champions League. I watched the game last night with the Spurs game. Brilliant game, but mainly because they were rubbish. Champions League, they're, they're nowhere near it. They, they could qualify, but they're, no, they're not good enough, are they? So, but yeah, they, no, they, no, had, no, they had a spell. Um, the best team dominated. The real footballing team dominated and the real football team won. So, All bias aside, I, th- I actually agree with you. Uh, and Not trying to look bias, at it, uh, I'm totally honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Analysis of football. I, 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 I do agree. And, you know, if, if I was a Spurs fan, 
Um, I would have been disappointed with my manager if you if we just fast forward through the game. Well, we will go back to the second half. But if um, we are two one into a game, uh, and possibly with the chance of maybe getting a set piece or possibly getting you know another penalty or something like that to make five substitutions after you go down to ten men and take all your attacking uh, uh, players off to worry about a Champions League game when for the fans the biggest game in their season is away to Arsenal as you know forget about cup finals everything the North London derby either leg is huge to us as fans and if I was a fan of their of their club I'd be very disappointed and you're hearing some some noises on the radio and you're hearing some noises on Twitter that they're they're not that happy with um with Conti in 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 that the style and and stuff as well. Alex uh, Jesus scored his North London derby uh, debut. He's on his debut. He scored his um, first goal. Talk to us about that goal. Lloris holding dead air with behind you. The ball yeah. was behind him, and we all stood there going, "That looks so comical." Surely VAR are going to chalk it off. We didn't even know whether to celebrate or not because of VAR, which was awful. But we still celebrated twice. Yeah, and I think. People were just getting back to the seats as well, um, but yeah, it was Saka. He caused trouble all all day long for Spurs. Um, they were trying to double mark him, didn't really work for them, um, and he went. Uh, he crossed in, in through the middle, and um, he curled it to the far post. And Lloris didn't deal with it. Uh, came out to Romero. He, I don't know why, but he kicked it back to Lloris. And then uh, Jesus snapped it up and scored. Uh, and then I want to mention his celebration because I think he was trying to do a Thierry Henry when he celebrated. And he, he even pointed out to the stands as well um, before he, he did his celebration, um, like Thierry Henry did against Spurs. Yeah, Thierry Henry, Aubameyang and, and him have done it. So and now him, it's an yeah. official North London derby uh, celebration. Um, what did you uh, make of the penalty then, Trev? So I put the pictures up already. Uh, not the penalty, the sending off. Um, I put the pictures up already. So 62 minutes into the game, uh, Emerson Royale does this. From where I was sitting, I thought it was just innocuous. I thought it was a coming together. I thought a free kick, maybe a yellow card. I didn't for a second think it was a red card. Yeah, it was one of them, wasn't it? I think everybody that I've spoken to about it, when they first saw it, thought, oh, that's harsh. That's an harsh red. But when you when you see it in the slow motion and you see where his studs went, it, it is a red. I'm I'm still not sure that Emerson Royal, I'm going to be fair to the lad, Still, I don't think Emerson Royal meant to go down his leg like that with his studs. But he did. And it's a red card, and it's against Tottenham. So that's a red card we're all going to celebrate, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, um, but go on, go on, Trev. You're going to oh, say. Go on, go on. No, but uh, it was a lazy tackle, though. It was a tackle that he didn't need to make. Martinelli was gone. No, he was going to the corner. Yes, they're under pressure. Emerson Royale is not the the best player. I, I was speaking to some Spurs fans in the pub. Uh, on Friday beforehand, they wanted a three in the middle. They didn't want Royale. They wanted Sigerson to play. Um, but you know, it was unnecessary, Trev. Don't you think, Dan? Why don't you? While well, he's on his phone. Sorry, no, sorry, sorry, Donna. Donna's just messaged me. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Then I forgive you. Yes, president over all of us. Um, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it was going nowhere, Martinelli, was it? I, I can't work out why Emerson Rodgers didn't shepherd him back down the line because he was going the way Tottenham wanted him to go. Um, yeah, it's a strange one to work out. It was an absolutely needless tackle, wasn't it? Absolutely needless tackle. And that bloke, Conti, shaking his head and, and giving it the big nose, if that had been a tackle against one of his players, he'd have been giving it the big fake red card all day long. So don't you worry about what Conti thinks. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so uh, the sending off happens. Tottenham make those five substitutions, and not long afterwards, we get this. Right. This is um, this is a Granite Shaka's goal from behind the goal. Again, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to show of it. I'll show it once and see what we get away with. If you're on audio, tough. You should have watched live. Um, if it gets if it gets pulled out, but here we go. This is fun. Well, if you've got the audio, you're not this much. <laughs> just what while we're uh, letting it load, I'll just so, from the from the red card. For me, I think that's a, a blatant, blatant intended foul from Emerson Royal. By the way, don't know why they call him Royal. He's more like a peasant, but for me, that is a <laughs> like blatant, blatant foul to try and just take the player out from a player that's been frustrated and absolutely schooled for 60 minutes. And when you look at that foul from a different angle, there's no way he's ever getting near the ball and he's only got one intention, that is just to take the player out because he's fed up and he's been schooled all day long. Um, I, I, to be honest, I, I, it was only when we got home when we watched on match of the day that that the, we we saw the the stud. So yeah, I I have seen it several times since, and I can see it. I don't think it was intentional in the sense that how you say it, Dan. I think it was lazy. I do think he was being schooled. I do think he didn't want to be on the pitch anymore. But let's talk more about Granishaka's goal. Um, Wait, uh, before Alec. you move on, Ferg. Before you move on, right? Because it made me laugh. This right when. When Martinelli's laid on the floor, right, obviously her, he's had studs down his leg. Harry Kane and that Richarlison are around the ref telling him that Martinelli's pretending to be down injured. You couldn't make it up, could you? Two of the two, the, the two worst culprits in the Premier League for rolling about on the floor pretending they're injured are in the referee's face trying to get him to change his mind about Martinelli. You couldn't make it up, mate. You could, they are such a sad bunch up the road. Right, let's not talk about them anymore. Conte ball. <laughs> yeah. so, so, Alex, talk, talk to us about the, the Granite Xhaka goal and the subsequent celebrations in the North Bank. It was yeah. nuts. There's, there's, there's celebrations in the clock end, uh, which are on Twitter, and some people are saying it's staged and fake. Christ, no, we know we've got the bruises. I, I, I couldn't walk for about two days. I, I, I was filling up petrol in my local station, and a guy I know, Peter Dewar, who watches the show, um, he works in a local uh, car dealership. And uh, I haven't seen him for four or five years. He hasn't tried to run me over while I was out running uh, for a while. And um, uh, he, he saw me getting into the car, and he goes, bit of sciatica, Ferg? And I went, no, mate. I'm just battered from the bloody North and Derby <laughs> at the weekend. And it's like, oh, and I'm walking up and down the stairs. Yeah. Do, Trev, do you remember Chelsea? Do you remember Chelsea? I, I had bruises everywhere. It's it, it's just, when it gets like that, it's just nuts. Alex, sorry, go on. 
Yeah, it was again. It was another good goal. Um, I think it was Partey. He worked his way through the midfield. It was quite open the midfield at that point because it was after the sending off. Um, so yeah, he worked his way through the midfield and um, played it out to Martinelli, who took it through the mid, um, in the middle, and then laid it off to Shaka, who just with ease just pinged it in the corner. Um, and yeah, the celebrations was just wild. I think it was just relief because we needed that last goal to seal off the game. Um, so, yeah, it was just massive relief when, when it went in. Uh, and I think we flew even further down the rows this time, um, all the way down to the corner flag. Um, yeah, you were. Went, you and your dad go, we're going down, we're going down, we're going down. <laughs> Are you coming? I went, no, I'm all right. And everyone piled out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I even wanted to jump on the pitch and celebrate with the players. Um, but, yeah, it was just it was just an amazing feeling. Can't even describe it. Um, uh, Dan, uh, Granite Shaka, redemption. You, he, he, I, I, as we went on before, and we talked about it, and we're not going to go back over old Gran on that. But I said I'd never sing a song and everything else. But I said uh, they started singing it before he scored, and mm. as who's in front of me, I said, Nah, mate, nah. I'll just leave it. I've, I've never, I've never slag him off. I'll just go like, clap, clap, clap. I said, But tell you what, we we, we Lord Lord Bentner. Um, for coming on after 30 seconds of scoring against Tottenham to, uh, to win at the North London Derby. Granite Xhaka comes back three years later after that evening and scores the winner at the North London Derby. For me, I sang my lungs out for the guy. <laughs> what, what, what were your thoughts? I'm not quite there yet, but I'm not going to be a negative fan because for me at the moment, there is absolutely nothing to be negative about with this football club. So I'm not going to be negative. The, the positives for me... I still think footballing-wise, the guy has been unreal this year and he deserves all the praise he's getting. He deserves to be the first name on the team sheet at the moment. And what he's bringing to the club on and also off the pitch, I think, as a leader, is is very, very clear. Um, I would ordinarily, ordinarily say he deserves a song. I think very, very happy for every fan that wants to get behind him and sing his song. I'll clap along. I think I'll stop myself short at the moment from singing his name. However, I would definitely say he is changing my opinion by the second. And you do need to be open-minded with things like that and never say never. But at the moment, not quite there yet. Jack in the comments said he's been outstanding for the last two seasons. Jack in the comments was saying he's outstanding for the last two seasons. Um, I think he, he he improved over time and I think he, he did get better. But I think from January this year onwards, um, so part of last season and all of this season, the guy has been outstanding. Trevor, um, we uh, we were celebrating. We saw this up in in, in the um, in the north back and in the clock end, 3-1, 90 minutes gone. Uh, it was such a great feeling, such a relief. Because 2-1, even at 90 minutes, you're still panicking, aren't you, mate? Yeah, 2-1. Well, it used to be 3-1 or 4-1 with the Arsenal. You were always panicking, weren't you? But Slavic <laughs> each of that two-goal cushion. And when that third one went in, you, you just thought that was the final now, didn't you? Just just been smiling, listening to, to you boys talking about games against Tottenham, you know. That's how you make your name at the Arsenal as a player. That's, well, it's not how you make your name. If you do something against Tottenham, people always remember it. You know, people always, you boys won't remember it, but people remember the five-one Brady scoring his his brilliant goal with the day Sutherland scored three, and Bentner with his header after coming on. If you say to someone Torreira, 
what's the first thing they say about Torreira? That goal, the top goal. That goal, yeah. Scoring a goal. And it, the same will be said of Granit Xhaka and Thomas Partey from, from Saturday's game, you know, scored two very good goals. So if you're going to turn it on, that's the game to do it. That's the one that sticks in all of well, in my memory. And uh, great memories they are because, you know, they've had their day occasionally, but we beat them, don't we? We always beat them. So, um, towards the end of the game, we have... That's dancing in the background, honest. This is just the, the final dying minutes of the game. We've got 90 minutes. You can hear, start singing it. So Arsenal, uh, Trev, are now top of the league. Only beaten, how I don't know, by Man United. Um, but you know what? I never thought I'd say this would be at the beginning of the season, but I do believe in what I'm saying right now. And also, especially, you know, as Sunday's coming up. But get through Sunday and then the rest of October. Uh, we've got to be up there for a challenge for the top two places. Do you not think, Trev? I think I think we already are. You, I looked, strangely enough, I looked at the bookies' odds today and... Man City are odds on, rightfully, and then we're about eight to one, and then I think Man United are something like hundred to one. You can get on Man United to win the league now. They're all dropping away very early in the season. As long as we keep our form up, we will lose the odd game. But it's, as we as we saw against Man United, when same as you, Fergus, we were there. I still can't figure out how we lost that game, but we'll be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. I mean, my my aspirations now are higher than top four, are higher than top four. And that's because we're watching a great te- Arsenal team play football. And we're all hoping for better than top four. I'm hoping for first because I've got a load of money on at 66 to one, being selfish. But, you know, <laughs> we... Um, I got 40s. <laughs> you know, we, we should be... Our goals now should be higher than fourth. Higher than fourth. I think at the moment, if we're honest, we're the second best side in the country going on form for sure and look at it right look at it the team that might be rated as the best in the country we only lost to them at our place last year because the referee stitched us up terribly worst officiating one of the worst officiating performances i've ever seen at arsenal last year at the home game against man city so and man city will now be worried about us they'll be thinking right arsenal what a team to beat arsenal what a team to play we are right up there. I'm, I'm certain of it. We are right in with a shout. And we're only going to get better. So finishing up on, on, on the North London derby, um, we scored 13 goals last week against Tottenham versus their two. So the Arsenal ladies scored four to win the North London derby for them for 4-0. Um, the under-18s scored uh, four. Uh, to win 4-1 and uh, the men's team done 3-1 and to be honest I think it could have been 4 or 5 or 6 but we took our foot off the gas in the last few minutes um, guys Sorry, uh, let's the accountant here Fergus that's 11 not 13 
<laughs> that's that's why we got an accountant on there, and that's why I wanted to make sure you were you were concentrating. You know, I've, I've done that on purpose. I work in finance, so I know how to work things. You know, so you know, I, I can make eleven look like thirteen anytime you want. This is an interesting point. I'll tell you what, Jack. You you, you made that point. Not ashamed to show it. We can put that round to the panel, can't we, Ferg? We need to keep our composure and concentration. If you said to me, "Give me top four now and Europa." I'm taking that. Yeah, well not said. Me. Not me, Jack. If you said to me right now, we, you can have top four finish and your rope, I'd be saying, no, I think we're better than that. I think you readjust your expectations during the season as yeah. well. And when you you look at Liverpool, we're already 10 points ahead of Liverpool. And if we win, win next game, we'll be 13 points ahead of Liverpool. And you look at Chelsea, they're wobbling as well. So I think, I mean, we should we should be targeting higher than top four right now. Yeah, okay, so if we end up second and end up uh, dumped out of the, all the Cups, including the Europa League, uh, are you then happy, Trev? I, I, personally, as long as we're within that top four and if we won the Europa League, we've got a European Cup. I, I'm ecstatic, so I'm with Jack. Yeah. So you would take fourth place now? No, I said in the top four. So give me a top four place. So you would oh, take... Okay. You, yeah, well, I'm saying we're in the top four, but I'm saying first or second. You, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm saying I'm saying we're up there to challenge for first or second, but I, I think it's slightly too early. As somebody else said, one game at a time is slightly too early to say. But if by the time the World Cup uh, comes up, we're in second, first, second sort of position, I think we're, we're in, in into challenge, into challenge for sure. If if we're second, we're challenging for top. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. If we're second, we're challenging for top. If we're fourth, we're not necessarily challenging for top. But it's an interest, Ferg. Just, I'm just drifting. That's a really interesting point you make, mate. That we've not mentioned yet. The World Cup. The league mm. shuts down for six weeks very shortly, doesn't it? Is it six weeks or eight weeks? Yeah, from De- December. Uh, the Wolves game, the Wolves away game, is the yeah. last game until Boxing Day. Yeah, and then it's twenty sixth. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about six weeks, I think. I'm not sure, but. Does does that have a, a, a an input as to what side we put out? We don't need the rest players now, do we? We don't need the rest players now. We've only got another three. Uh, we, we, we just go we've got. Hey, I, I think we need to rotate a little for. W- w- once we get through the Liverpool game, we have got. There's, uh, there's no easy games, as they say, but we have got less difficult games in the sense that we've got uh, Southampton, Leeds. Uh, Man City got post- postponed as well. Yeah, postponed. Away, got... the away game is tough in the Premier League. I don't think you can rest yeah. those. Yeah, we got Southampton, we've got Leeds. Who else have we got away? We got Chelsea away, uh, and then we've Chelsea got away, Wolves away. Wolves away. Yeah, I think we can so... rotate some of the players. We've got Forest at home in between that as well. End of the month. Jack, Jack, we got we got eight before the World Cup because there's the Europa League game in there. The PSV game has been dragged in uh, to replace the City game because we had nine games in total for October. Um, well, you, but, you know the postponed Man City game? Do you know the, yeah. the postponed Man City game? Do you think the Sky might keep that up their sleeve? For an well, Early. No, it, that game is actually a prime game. It's an Amazon Prime game because I've spoken to the governor oh, in the past. And he's, he's paid for... So so it's unlikely for Prime to keep it. Oh, well, you never know. But I don't think Sky would let them have the last day of the season, a bit like the Tottenham game, and hold that one back. But who knows? Who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, um, 
So, uh, Saliba, I, I want to get on to um, the, the, the Bodon touch on the Liverpool game, but Saliba's performance needs uh, uh, needs some comment. Um, I watched him closely in a very big game, huge game for the guy. Um, yes, there was a bit, there's an element of blame, probably more towards Gabriel, about one or some of them should have uh, cleared the ball for that penalty. But overall, the guy was outstanding. Trev, you mentioned it earlier. He had Harry Kane in his pocket. He had Son in his pocket. He had about, I don't know how many pockets the guy had. He had like 40 coats of pockets, like, you know. So he he done really well. And do you remember that time, Alex, where we're standing there and he's playing the ball round a Tottenham player in the box? And I'm going, he so knocked him. Yeah, and he knocked him. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. His, his confidence is just through the roof. And his maturity as well. You can just tell he, he doesn't look like a 21-year-old player. He looks like no. somebody who's played in the top flight for 10 years and played all the biggest games. Dan, June 2024, I believe his contract runs out. We need to sign this guy up fast, don't we? Because somebody's going to come in. City's going to come in. PSV's going to come in. Barcelona's going to come in. They're all going to be sniffing after this guy and pay him huge money. He might not. He might enjoy the football as much as he's going to enjoy it at Arsenal and the journey he's going to have with Arsenal. But I think these kids just really want the money as well. There's lots of players in our squad at the moment. If we don't tie him down, there will be big big um, teams sniffing around. So absolutely need to tie him down. Um, for me, he... The lad just screams composure. And that's exactly what you want from or what you'd expect from an experienced centre half. And the lad the lad's twenty years old and the lad has played what two full top seasons in France mm. and I think he was injured for quite a bit the first season. So he has got so many levels that he can still go to if he really applies himself and and actually has the, the you know, the coaching staff and people behind him to to really help him develop. But yeah, he's just got natural ability as a centre-half. And he could be our centre-half for years and years to come, as the majority of that team could be for years to come. So for me, it's only excitement. But yeah, just please sign him up. It's all on Richard Garlic, isn't it, Trev? It's all on Richard Garlic. I wouldn't say throw money at him, though, because I think that's a a very dangerous scenario for, for young players to throw money at. I think what's worked very, very well for us so far He's actually signing players that want to play for the club. And exactly what Trev said last week, understand what it means to play for this club in certain games and want to play for the badge. And yes, everyone wants to earn a lot, lot more money. There's a limit to how much loads and loads of money has on a player if they really care about playing for a football club. If they want to go and play for money, they'll go elsewhere. They'll go off to... You know, various leagues abroad if they want to. But if you really want to, there is that's got a lot to them. There is rumours that we've got a a twelve-month extension on the standard. Kai mentions in the chat the uh, standard uh, have um, reported that we've got an option to twenty twenty-five. From my guy in the club, he hasn't said anything about that. The Saliba, uh, the the Saka one as well. Uh, We're going to have to cough up and start paying Um, Martinelli. We've got till I think twenty twenty-five. And uh, yeah, Rolls Royce. He's been called a Rolls Royce. Listen, if anybody wants to know what what football's about, yeah, we watch the ninety minutes on the pitch. We do this chatting. We chat on WhatsApp and everything else. But to go out for a day of football with your friends and your mates, and to get this look on your face after the game, that's what football's about. This is me uh, with Alex and Dan and uh, Gary, Alex's dad, on the steps of um, of Highbury. 
Um, we had just such a ball of a day, and that's what football should be all about. Um, you know, forget about like people want clicks and likes and this, that, and the other, and people want to get in, on TV. And yeah, it's just football's about friendship and everything else. Let's look at um, the uh, the Bodo game. I will, Alex. We'll talk afterwards. Um, about the atmosphere. Actually, do it now. Two minutes, and then go into your thing that you're going about the Bodo game. So, explain to how you felt the atmosphere was when we walked down Blackstock Road up towards Finsbury Park. Two hours after the game, people beating horns and everything. Gone. It was just crazy. It was. It was like um, our country had won the World Cup or something like that. It was just. It was just amazing to feel. And we went from one pub to another, and everywhere we went, it was just an amazing atmosphere and. Yeah, as you said, everyone was honking and, yeah, everyone was wearing Arsenal tops as well. Um, yeah, I've, I've never had it like that before um, after an Arsenal game and it was it was just amazing. On the subject of um, honking, hello, Irish Mick. Uh, nice to have you back on live. Uh, on the subject of honking, you've got a little bit of a challenge. in it, it, You know, because we're going to play a Norwegian team and Trevor's going to go to Norway next Thursday... Uh, you had a friend that's been to Bodo, actually, isn't he? And he yeah. brought back, a, a, is it a Bodonese? Well, a Norwegian delicacy. It's lo- local to Bodo, yeah. Um, and he, there you go. Screen brought, is all yours. He brought some a local delicacy for me to try on the podcast. Um, and it's it's dried fish and it stinks. Well, I'm going to try it anyways. It's rich um, in omega-3, though. It's rich in omega-3. It's healthy. But um, I wanted to try it before I'm sending um, before I'm sending Trevor to Norway. Um, so I'm going to give it a try, and yeah, it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I don't know what it even looks like. Oh, here we go then. Cheers, yeah. lads. You need chili dip. Everything tastes better if you dip it in chili sauce first. Yeah. Make sure to do that when you go to Norway. Oh, that was horrible. I hope you won't get uh, served that, Trev. And now give us some give us some background on Bodo now. (laughs) Very good team, Bodo. No. Um, seriously, we have to um, we have to take them seriously, Bodo. They're a good team. Um, they beat Rome six one last season, um, and won the Norwegian Championship last season as well. Um, they've done well in the first two games as well in the Europa League. Um, they won two one against Zurich and drew uh, against PSV away as well. So they're doing well. Um, they're struggling a bit, bit more in the in the national league this season. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a walkover um, tomorrow. And um, yeah, we have to take them seriously. Dan, isn't it great to get local knowledge from a Scandinavian like in in Scandinavia? Uh, I think it's really good to get local knowledge from uh, local supporters. Don't you think? Well, it's good to tell me what I'm not going to eat if ever I go there. <laughs> that, that didn't look like a great reaction. He said, "What does it look like? It looked like what Saliba had when he emptied his pockets on the weekend." 
Trev, we keep on saying that um, our Danish gooner, uh, Alex, is like local. Oh, well, I keep on saying local and like he's a Scandi and this, that, and the other. <laughs> I actually stuck into Google. If I was to drive from London to Bodo, and if I was to drive from Copenhagen, where um, Alex is, is to Bodo, the difference in uh, journey, <laughs> take a guess what the difference in journey is, Alex. Uh, um, uh, Trev. Well, I know Bodo's a long way north because it's about an hour and a half flight from, from Oslo. And then, uh, what, an hour? I was thinking in, in, in miles or kilometres. It's 110 oh. kilometres sh- shorter from Copenhagen than it is from London. So it's basically the same. It's 110 an hour? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah okay, it was okay, a good, good, good guess. Pretty much bang on. I, I so, can't, so, boys, I, I, I just can't think about this trip to Bodo, though, until for Alex's. Alex, you. I've been looking at their results and how they play Bodo, you know, mate. And you have took every single word out of my mouth that I was thinking about saying. They had oh. absolutely no pushover. No. They're going to be a stern test. They're mm. going to come and play some good football. And, yeah, we should beat them. Hopefully we'll beat them. But if we relax at all, they will punish us. Absolutely. I, I think they will punish us. So lineup wise, Trev, what, what are you doing lineup wise? Are, are you are you dropping Jesus and resting him for a Sunday? Are you dropping Zinchenko and putting Tierney on? Are you dropping Ben White and putting? Are you rotating? How much rotation are you doing? I think he'll play a very similar team to the one we saw in Zurich, Fergus. To be honest, I think the the Turner will play in goal. Well, so, so, some some of us saw it in Zurich. Yeah, well, you didn't. What you what you didn't see it in Zurich? You weren't there. I was in St. Gallen. Oh, yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> you weren't there for long either. I was there. I was there for 70 minutes. But, yeah. No <laughs> comment. No comment. Because the thought of that is horrible. Um, but, but you bring, I would think you'll play Turner and Tommy Asu and, and Holden and, uh, and Tierney will start and, you know, Vieira maybe and Marquinhos because Marquinhos played really well. They all played really well, didn't they, Zurich, you know? Um I think that what the what happened at half time in Zurich had a massive effect on our second half performance. I, I honestly do. I honestly do. Um, so I don't necessarily agree with him starting or making all them changes. But you ask me what I think he'll do, and that's what I think he'll do, mate. I think he'll go with very similar to what we saw in Zurich because we were playing Zurich. <laughs> I, I I took it as that, but I, I, my my, my joke. My, my joke was some of us saw it. Me and Dan were comparing notes of what we remember from the football in St. Gellin, and it's very minimal. We do remember the sausage. We do remember the beers and the, the lead up. Probably remember the penalty. I remember the, the halftime, uh, you know, sombre celebra- uh, celebrations and commemorations. After that, it just gets a bit of a blur. It would help if we were facing the wrong way, um, the right way, to be honest, Fergus. <laughs> and my hands, and my hands. <laughs> I was like a puppet on a string. Um, so, Dan, Dan, what are you expecting? Matt Turner, uh, does that fill you with um, with joy, Matt Turner and goal? I actually wrote my starting 11 before I came on tonight, and this is what I think they will start. So, I think it'll be Turner and goal. I think Tierney and Cedric will be full-backs, and I think he'll play holding, and I think Tommy Asset will play centre-back, because I think he'll play in the left side in centre-back role, because... Gabriel played against Zurich 
and I think needs a rest. If we're going to rest players, I think it's the only game we can rest them. Um, especially, I think, away from home at Bodo, I don't think we can rest as many players because exactly what you said, you know, they'll they'll get themselves up for the Europa League. I think at home we can rest a few more. And then I'll go Lukonga, Vieira and Xhaka in midfield. I think Xhaka's the one that will start. I think you'll go Eddie up top, Marquinhos will play, and I think Reese Nelson will play as well. So I think from what they've said, Reese Nelson is back and pushing for a start. And I think this may be his opportunity. There you go. Jack Jack agrees with you. Uh, Marquinhos, Nketiah and Reese uh, up as the front three. Um, Alex, are we going to have... Um, st- uh, sorry, before I move off from there, um, Dan, you didn't answer. Matt Turner, fill you with oh. confidence? Uh <laughs> I'm going to say no, but be careful to judge him too early. We haven't seen much of him, to be fair. Yeah, so I don't want to... Look, we've, we've gotten a lot of players' backs and they've changed our opinion, so let's not get on his back and let's hope he works out. Um, if, the honest answer is no at the moment, but let's hope that changes. And Alex, Gary in the chat, we know who Gary is. Uh, Gary in the chat <laughs> um, says, lucky we have a, a, a great bench. Um we will keep the big guns on the bench, wouldn't you? Thought Jesus will yeah, be on sure. the bench. Martinelli, are, 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 at least a selection, depending on on fitness, will be on the bench. Yeah, we need to rest them for the Liverpool game for sure. Um, but yeah, I think we've got a we've got some squad depth, and I think we'll see. Um, I agree with Dan's selection. I think we'll see most of them, uh, which he mentioned. And and I think we'll have a strong. I think it's a strong side if we field those eleven players. Um, uh, I think they could do the job, um, but yeah, it's going to be a tough game, and I think it's going to be tougher than the Zurich game as well. Uh, uh, score prediction then, Alex. I'll say a scrappy one nil. Okay, Dan, your score prediction. I meant to ask you earlier. Two nil for me. Okay, uh, Trev. Anything to add on the Bodo game and your score prediction? I think that the, the lads are, are, are there with the with the selections. I think we've all we've all called it about the same. I think that it's also right to say we'll have a very strong bench, and I don't think that, unlike re- pretty recently, putting that what we might term as a reserve side out um, doesn't weaken us that much. It doesn't weaken us that much. I don't think so. Very happy with that. Score predictions. How many? We were. I think me and you were right last week, weren't we? Against Tottenham, three-one. Fergus, did we say? Yeah, you were both right in three-one, but Alex was actually even more particularly right because he went three-one and a penalty for Kane. Yeah, yeah. Well, credit where it's due, then. Credit where it's due. <laughs> but he didn't put any money on it. <laughs> I never do. I never put money on an Arsenal game. I think we'll win two-nil. I'm, I'm going with two-nil as well. Tough I'm win. going to tough win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's some people on the, on the Arsenal fans forum doing four and five, um, but a two nil convincing two nil uh, would be would be good. And you know what's convincing? It's, it's Europa League. They're, they're difficult to predict. Um, so uh, Trev, we've got uh, Sunday. We, we will be bearing Sunday in mind uh, throughout uh, the, the uh, like you know the, the build up to this game. Liverpool haven't been on great form, Trev. But last night they won by a change of formation, and they looked a bit more buoyed by it. And I'm wondering if, like you know, they, they looked like they were missing Mane, uh, and they just couldn't click together. 
and all of a sudden they've clicked and they've clicked for us at the very, very wrong time. What's, what's your thoughts on Liverpool? Bear in mind, we've way ran over what we normally do. I think the, you're right about Mane. I think you can clearly see they miss Mane. You, you know, it doesn't take an expert to see that, that there's a missing link in that side and it's where Mane's left the gaping great hole. I wouldn't be too worried about last night's result and performance because they played five forwards last night. Was it four or five forwards Liverpool played last night? And if they put that lineup out against Arsenal, five forwards, then our midfield and our front three will tear them to pieces. So I wouldn't read too much into it. I'm confident that we're going to get a result. I'm, and I'm not confident just because I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm confident because I'm, I'm going by the form book and I'm looking at how players on each team have performed. And I think we're the better side. We're on form, we're the better side. You know, we can't be overconfident because we were on form the better side when we played Man United and look what happened there. But if it goes to form, if it goes to, to, to how it should, we should have enough in the tank to beat this current Liverpool team. Would you take a draw? No, well, of course we'd take a draw, but no, not really. I, I, if, 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 let's put it this way. If we draw, Fergus, I would look upon that as two points dropped rather than one point gained, mate. Yeah, where well, last season we would have thought the other. I thought the other. Dan, anything add on, on, on what your thoughts are leading up into the Liverpool game? Obviously, it's two games away for us at this moment in time. Yeah, I, I, it's a huge, huge game and a big, big test. But I think being the home side and the, the team that should be on the front foot, I think we've got a very, very good chance. A great side that at the moment is in form. But let's not forget that, that Liverpool are still a fantastic side. And form or no form, they can and always do pick themselves up for, for Arsenal games. They pick themselves up for big games. And you don't win the Champions League and things like that without being that sort of team. You know, notoriously, they've been very, very good up top and they've been very, very good at the back. You know, they are good in both boxes. I think losing Mane has, has affected the way that they press and it sort of exposed their midfield a little bit more and also a couple of injuries. And they've not looked as, as solid at the back as a result, but... They are a top, top side and, and people saying about, oh, you know, if we win, we'll definitely be above Liverpool. 14 points for a top side um, is very achievable still for a team of that quality. They are still, for me, on paper, and football's not played on paper, but on paper, one of the top two sides in the country. So, and in, in the world, to be honest. Alex? Yeah, I agree. They're still a top team. And if, if, they, if they click on Sunday, we'll have a hard time playing them as well. Um, and but to me, it's just weird that they haven't clicked yet. They've, I mean, they've lost Mane, but they've brought in a hundred million pound or sorry, a hundred million euro striker in Darwin Nunes who hasn't really hit the ground running. He was poor yesterday as well. Um, but yeah, they've they've got massive potential, Liverpool. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, I'd take a draw. Um, but like you said, i last season. I'd be very happy about a draw this this season. I'd more see it as two points drop, but I'd still take a draw. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, um, it's difficult without seeing the lineups uh, and so on. They'll have a day more rest than us. All that rubbish. Um, uh, I'd take a draw, but I, I'm 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 slightly confident. I think we can nick it by a goal. Um, I'm optimistic to, as to, well. Yeah, listen. Um, before we go, I just want to... We've got breaking news from the Tony Adams statue. Okay, 
You can't stop him, can you? Capo Dan, he's everywhere. He's just singing. Listen, there was there was one thing I wanted to uh, discuss very, very briefly, or just even touch on very briefly, was um, the post-match interview by Grant Shaka. We, I meant to talk about it earlier. Um, he was very humble. And for me, that was another thing that made me um, change my opinion uh, more, um, that he came along and he, he mentioned, I think it was the Match of the Day interview, um, and... We talked about it before we went live. Watching Arsenal and match of the day is uh, is a different game to watching it when you're live. It looked like Tottenham were actually in the game, which they were never for a second. But he came along and said, um, asked about uh, all the Arsenal fans singing his name. He said, considering where I was three years ago and where I am now, he said, I'm very proud and I'm very humbled. And I thought that was that was that was very very good of the man to say. Um, Trev, anything to add? Because uh, or do I go to the other two before Trev time starts? Anything, anything to add before we finish? I think you've summed it up pretty, pretty good yeah. tonight. Um, just the only thing is, let's, let's just go and win that big game on Sunday. And honestly, we win that game. And for me, the league title is is definitely, definitely on. I know people said earlier on about would you take top four and and Europa League? As a fan, no. As a fan, thinking with your heart, loving the club. Just believe that you can win the league title until it's over um, and win Sunday and it's still on. Yeah. Alex, we won't see you back on these shores till after Christmas. Um, but, you know, you've always got you've got the app. You know how to make the quick uh, early check-in and reservation and book your Uber, don't you? Cheapest hotel in London. Fergus Keating. No, fi- fi- finest. Cheapest and finest. Okay, there we go. That's, that's better. That's better. <laughs> so here we go. It's Trev time. No, I, I'm just... I, I, I've got nothing really to say, Fergus. It's just lovely that we've had a podcast tonight and we're talking about Arsenal were good at this, Arsenal good at that, Arsenal good at this. We've got these good player, that good player. And what if, and it's all positives. And when you think about where we've been and, and what Mikel Arteta inherited, it, it's just we've just got to soak, soak it up and enjoy it, Arsenal fans. Just soak it up and enjoy it because this is, we, we are now where we wanted to be. And 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 Dan just hit the nail on the head. Want don't don't want anything other than this this team to win the league. Wants us to win the league. Nothing else should be acceptable to you at this current time. Because we're Arsenal fans and we want to see us lift that trophy again. So just keep positive. We're going to hit a few stumbles on the way. But we're better than we have been for years. Enjoy it. Smile and just enjoy every minute of it. As we can see that you boys are. Um, yeah, I, I can't disagree with the word you said there. Uh, all I would say is um, we've now reached, I think, over 715, touching eight, nearly 800. Yes, Nancy, nearly 800. Thank you for the correction. Um, <laughs> uh, subscribers on, on YouTube. Listen, we're not after fame and fortune. We just like to open up certain things that we can do. If we get to 1,000 subscribers, that was a target I had set at the beginning of the year uh, of this season to try and get to December. So if you like what we do, go on to YouTube, uh, click on the bell. Um, there, uh, There's not much else to, to say, but, you know, we always have to finish on the line.
You have been watching an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Guys, thanks very much, as always, for joining us um, in the chat. And uh, uh, people who listen back, who subscribe to us on SoundCloud, we really enjoy we enjoy doing this. But we also feel very privileged when we get feedback from people that they've enjoyed the show like we did and we talked about last week. That was very touching. Trev, uh, now you can look after that dog properly. Well, she's doing me head in. She's been bark, bark, bark. I've never used the mute button so much in all my life. I, do you know what? I'd honestly You could have used it more last week. Which is an amazing thing to say. Um, yeah, oh, just oh, up the Arsenal. Come on, you gunners. Come on, you gunners. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.